Hey everybody, uh, welcome to the Hurt Circus. I'm your host, Nicholas Ridiculous, a.k.a. Nick Ridick. April's always, um, it's always a weird month, you know, it's, it's my birth month, and it always seems to be just such a, such a, such a, a sticky time with stress and anxiety, just, it's always when, you know, landlords decide you have to move out, or school ends, or it's just a very transitional time, so it's always just a shitty place to have a birthday kind of somewhere in there amongst all the fucking chaos and bullshit. Especially when, like, birthdays itself are just so... It's hard, you know? I don't think that's very uncommon, but it's just a weird... I've only had probably like a handful of decent birthdays in my life and they've all, I don't know, it's just, it's something about knowing how to celebrate yourself, I guess, because that's just something I've never, never really been able to kind of grasp or even handle really. It's like when I finished college, Last year, it was like, I was happy for a moment, and then it kind of just, I guess that high just went away, you know? But it's, I don't know, celebrating yourself is just strange. Because all of the spaces I've come from, it was just like, the whole idea of self was just such a weird, it's almost like you kind of detach yourself in certain moments just to kind of, through just to cope, you know, it's um break yourself off a piece of yourself just to be your friend or be a mentor to look up to or something like that. And it's just weird because yeah, like the whole idea of self is just so far removed because it's this strange subconscious thing that gets in your head when you're in foster care where. It just seems like no one wants you, you know? You're just kind of... I'm just kind of there, existing. Your young mother is just um, out experiencing life. Living it up or living it down, however it may have gone. And then... You also are living in a home where... You don't feel... You don't feel the the insulating factors that kind of make you feel secure and just loved and cared about. It's just that cliche of, you know, the the unwanted stepchild or the orphan under the stairs or however you want to put it. It just, it just burrows into you subconsciously because you're in a place where you don't really have any rights or say or you're kind of in a very foreign place. And you're expected to act naturally, which is crazy in itself because those factors just aren't there. You know, you don't have the familiar people mentoring you or guiding you through life or even teaching you all the things that you're supposed to be learning to properly develop and just grow. Like, I'm I'm sure there's much more of a willingness to pass lessons along to 
your actual kin and children as opposed to some kid who just got dropped on your doorstep for anywhere from a week to two years you know it's I don't feel the same kind of push to pass along the lessons learned from failure and mistakes and stuff like that so you're not even really getting that built upon knowledge a generational knowledge that you really should be getting to help really define and identify who you are and how you see the world. And the worst part is, is like everyone assumes that someone else is doing it. So then no one really ends up doing it. And you're just kind of, well, you don't know because you're a kid, right? And you don't realize until you're growing up and, you know, you realize that you don't really have, you realize you don't really have that kind of, that moral compass and just overall overall life knowledge and just having a true understanding of the world you're in and you know how you fit in it so when it comes to birthdays and things like celebrating yourself and um you know things along those lines it's just it's very weird because you've just it's almost like you left yourself behind somewhere and um it's almost like uh you spend all the time just trying to remember and those times of celebration kind of pass you by. Did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive when he put on a dress and played by a girl bunny? No. <laughs> no. Neither did I. I was just asking. One morning I was, one morning I was having a bath. And, uh, I refer to the woman as mama, as mama. He said, I'm not your mother. I said, I'm not your mother. Don't call me mother. Don't call me mother. Don't call me mother. And, 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 the one who comes here with the red hair. She's your mother. I'll be there for the time. I'll be still there. 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 I'll be still so it's weird you know to celebrate yourself it feels it's strange because the worth and value like it's not there it's so hard it's not, it's not so stupid it's so weird to explain but it's just like feeling less than or feeling not not worth it or you know or just like someone else deserves it more it's it's just a weird off-putting of care and attention that should be put on to yourself and it's almost like you didn't build the muscles to reach out to all those different sides of yourself and touch base with all your different emotions because in being shuffled around so much in the first decade of life it's like um constantly having to start over and reinvent yourself or not even reinvent yourself but camouflage and mask yourself to fit whatever whatever the mold is in your new environment so it's almost like you didn't actually learn how to organically become my own person but it was almost like learning habits of mimicry to survive like 
just getting good at following suit and you know um just kind of feeding off other people's moods and emotions and kind of reflecting them back at them just to kind of I guess seem normal in a way maybe or just to be human you know just to just to be another one of the kids in the class but then you know you get used to that and then you're plucked up again and shuffled along to the next spot and you kind of you have to do it all over again it's like waking up from a dream in the middle of another dream it's um it's like it's like the turning of a page you know you just you slowly feel yourself shifting shades again to the next one just to make it through there and move along and get through what you need to get through and just kind of acting and doing and behaving as to what's expected just out of fear I guess and just fear of change really because that's always what it was it was always whether it was being taken from my mother's home to a foster home or from foster home to foster home it was always just like swift hard change and when you're young you're trying to you know build yourself build relationships build friends but they're all just any relationship you had is just made to seem like it doesn't matter at all because anyone who has any authority in your life is just literally in an instant taking you out of that life and just you know like how many how many like best friends did I have back in public school who just like never saw me again you know it was just like I, I was that kid who was just there one day and the next day he was just gone just gone <laughs> and in doing that you you lose the ability to kind of be able to gauge your own sense of growth because you're having to constantly restart so you never really if you took all the little chunks of restarts together like you put them all together how how long how how long far along would you've gotten you know <laughs> fucking so you can't even really it's hard you're almost just like a shell of the person you're supposed to be because you've just been in survival mode you've been in fight or flight mode for so long and you've just been fighting to fly and never get the chance you know and you just you don't kind of find you don't find comfort but begins to become normal to just feel that way feel like you know going to bed and just getting intestinal cramps just i don't like you just laying in bed hurting just cu no idea why you know just just guts hurting from just pain and stress and just you know, surrounding yourselves with pillows at night so you can just feel like you're being tucked away from this fucking, this craziness where you just don't, don't feel real. And it was like, everyone 
just assumed so much. And you get so good at faking just normal, you know? But not the kind of faking that fake it to make it that becomes real after a while. No, it just becomes solidified. Where you're just... It's like they're expecting something to be met on the other end that doesn't get met. And they don't, but they don't see that. All they see is the facade you're putting, you're putting up just to kind of hide your own damage. Which probably wasn't the best idea, but hiding the damage meant you could go to school and see your friends or, you know, because that's what it really was about. After a while, it was. School was the most important thing for me, not because of grades or anything like that at all. It was the social dynamics and that whole playground jungle. You know, it was not, it was just always wanting to be involved and feel part of something and not wanting to miss a thing. When in reality, it was just, you know the real meaningful relationships where it wasn't tied to some kind of traumatic event or life-altering thing. These people, these kids were the, you know, my guiding lights and my guardian angels and the ones who, you know, let let the poor foster kid come over and play in their pool and play Gundam Wing, you know, and just and just kind of feel like just feel like one of the other guys, you know, one of the other kids, just feel, maybe just get like a little taste of how, how it's supposed to feel to be a kid. Because it's like, like when I mentioned earlier between, or a couple episodes ago with, you know, the Mowgli paradox and just one life to the other. And when you get put into that safe space, not into the foster home dynamic and just that whole, thing it is like you know an animal being taken from the wild to a cage where it was just um it's very restricting and you almost made to feel ashamed and uh wrong for the way though the way you know to live it's a lot of internal shaming and just um just feeling less than just begins to really develop and the shitty thing is, is there's just stuff in place to just kind of reinforce those feelings. Like, um, fuck, what was it? The, the scholastic book orders. Come on, everyone's got to remember this. The old scholastic book orders was once a month. Those damn little paper flyers would come through the paper booklets. And every class would take like, you know, 10 minutes, just the end of the day, looking through it. You'd be like, oh, damn, all this new Captain Underpants. Oh, what is all this? What is all this? A floating magnet pen? What the hell? And way later on, when I was probably in like fifth grade or something, that was like Harry Potter and everything started coming. But I had stopped paying attention to those long time before then. Because the fucking Scholastic Book Orders just made you feel like shit. If you were a poor kid and you got a fucking Scholastic Book, what the fuck were you going to do, huh? I remember when I was in that foster home where I got that Darth Vader backpack, that that's the, the old Dark Father backpack I told you about in episode maybe one or two. And I remember just wanting just to get just to get anything was something, you know. When you don't get any, like it's a crazy 
But I maybe just wanted like one, you know, a little book. But it was like, no, it just wasn't going to happen. It just wasn't in the cards for me. And it's, it doesn't sound like much, but it in your head, it put, it really plays out to be a lot. It connects to every other thing you never really got. And it's compared to everything that everyone around you does get. And it's a weird... It's almost like as soon as the Scholastic Book Orders come, it's like, oh, this is window shopping for me. But then you get to, you know, hear the... Sit with the the kid from the suburbs who's sitting there circling everything he wants and everything he's going to get. And then, you know, the delivery, day, the delivery day comes and the kid gets a fucking... A librarian's card of fucking shit. And you're just kind of sitting there in your desk pretending erasers are action heroes and just lost in your own imagination. That was a big thing too, is fucking play was huge. Like, I played like a motherfucker. I remember fucking getting Transformers for Christmas. That I just never even learned how to transform. They were just way too much. Way too much. But that's... That was a big thing for me was play. And I, I also... Like, a lot of weird shit. You know? Like, I spent a lot of time just... In cars being driven by... Volunteer drivers or social workers or... You know, whatever. From visits to... Appointments and what have you. And... I started doing this thing where I would I would just I would just stare at the window and basically as we're driving and things are passing by my window, I would just imagine this um this like ninja character who's you know a typical ninja character and I would just imagine him just running with the car and just kind of overtaking every obstacle as we came to it. And then over time, I started doing that while I would just be kind of shitting, you know. Just, you know, little boy shits. But I would just, like, look around the bathroom and just kind of let this miniature fight scene or action scene kind of play out around the decorum of the bathroom as I'm just kind of watching it play out, you know. And then I'll add back to, I just love toys and action figures and creating situations and scenes and playing them out with my toys and um I would do that a lot because that was just like my escape I guess was just to put myself into and create these mini worlds and scenarios and situations to just get me Far away from the situation I was constantly in. Like, getting back to like the hollow shell thing, it's almost like when you grow up and you faked it to a point where they just didn't help you in all the ways you should have, and you didn't know all the things that I guess you're just magically supposed to know that you're supposed to, like it's... It's almost like they were filling my needs so much for me and just like being not nurturing, but babying in a way that was just not helpful to my development or growth at all. 
She almost kind of. This 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 kind of. All such trash in the flash. I will settle his hash. I bust right in and twist his chin. I'll get rough. I'll get tough. I'll just call his bluff. You don't learn how to help yourself because every situation you've ever been in and tried to help yourself or wanted to help yourself, it just wasn't possible. It wasn't allowed and you weren't going to do it because you just, that's the thing. It's like you're, you don't know. And then all of a sudden you're expected to just know everything that you weren't ever supposed to know before. It's like this, this crazy, like, it's so hard to explain just the, just the reality of it, I guess. Because it's my head, you know, it's, it's how I feel. It's, it's when I look back. And see, I just see these these parts missing. And built on them so much, you can't go back to put them back in. So, it's almost, it's like if, 
if everyone grows up to be a sponge, it's like uh, as a foster ex foster kid or you know veteran of the child welfare system. I feel like just that shitty green scrubby part on the top. I don't have the. I feel like I lost the uh, the yellow orange whatever, the sponge part. I feel like I lost it. Or I just overused it or just never got it. I don't know. But what I do know is April's still a hard month. And I don't know. It's a weird crippling, crippling feeling whenever it comes around. Even like the day of last year, I spent my birthday alone. Like I'm not. Like, we had a party the night before and everything, but my actual birthday, it wasn't really... I didn't know what to do. You know, I, I had things I wanted to do. But there's just this crippling... It's almost like you get a recap of your whole life emotionally. And it you don't, you don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about it. You know, I just, I don't know how to stand on all the fucked up bullshit and get a better view. Somehow I'm just like, I fall amongst it and I'm just covered in it and it just throws off the whole day. Because there were times, you know, there were times when mom threw me birthday parties and had fun but it was like it seems so far and few in between and just that little guy that I was just um he's just become a fucking Frankenstein's monster of just problematic development and growth (laughs) although he would be proud of me and the man I am or try to be, or working on becoming. I know that when I think back to what I envisioned as someone to look up to when I was a kid, I've kind of grown aesthetically into the role, I guess. But I feel like now it's just, um, it's just, I guess, come to terms with it. It It's so fucking hard. This birthday is my, it's actually my 10 year, my 10 year anniversary for my Independence Day of leaving the foster care system. And, um, it's fucked up. Um, the first like 10 years of my life seemed like 7,000 lives on eight different planets, you know? And, uh, (laughs) it seemed like really long. And then... The next 10 years after that kind of went too quickly. And then these last, whatever, it's just, um, I've just been, uh, been sleepwalking through a lot of it. And, uh, it's just, just not the best. Hasn't been the best. You know, I've just been passing time or let time pass me. And, uh, it's a weird moment because it all just kind of, It just leads my thought process to just being present and not knowing how 
to fully be present. I know how to be before and I know how to be after, but to be directly in that space, it's almost like a blind numbness that's just really, it's strange to be present. It's very, and I don't know how to do it the best, I'll be honest. Like it's not because I'm so trapped in all the bullshit of yesterday and I'm just confused by what's supposed to come tomorrow that I'm just fucking anxious about today, I guess. I just don't know. I don't know how to do it. And it's something I'm trying to work on. But it's just, you know, it's just the grass is always greener. Most of my life when I was growing up, I, I always thought, you know, there's another life waiting. And I'd half my, I had one foot out the door. And now I just don't know how to bring my foot in and close that door. And it's just, it's stressful, to say the least. How do you sit with uncertainty, you know? How do you sit comfortably with it, like like it's a beanbag chair? Because that's a, that's something I'd like to know. I just lived with too much uncertainty when I was younger. That now, it's just carried on with me into adulthood and I'm just, it can be crippling. And uncertainty mixed with poor self-worth and learned helplessness and powerlessness is just, it's just not the best place to be in. You feel just wet and cold and just naked and afraid. Because I do want to talk about, you know, there's a few a few things I've I've come across and heard about and read up on just kind of mental things that have always kind of hit kind of close to home for me and I think uh next couple of one of the episodes coming up I'll try and pull up some uh some interweb research and uh just just kind of lay them out and just kind of just throw them out there and you know see what people think and how it makes them how it makes them think but um yeah so you know i've been your host nicholas ridiculous you can uh if you or anyone you know has experience with the child child welfare system or even you know wants to drop an opinion tell us a story about their life or experiences or just get involved in the conversation you can Hit us up with emails, voice memos, whatever you want at uh, thehurtcircus at gmail.com. You can hit me up on, see my other stuff on my website at www.nicholasridiculous.ca. You can f- check out the Dimebag Crew. It's a little rap group I'm in. Um, you can check out our first single on iTunes. It's called Lazy Susan. That's Dimebag Crew, one word. It's also available on Spotify and most streaming services. And if you're into upcycled fashion at all, one of one pieces, hit up underbellysociety.com. That's my online shop and website where I sell modified custom clothing, artwork, and whatever the fuck else, you know? Shit. <laughs> so, watch your fucking step out there, man, because life's a trip. Shit. Peace. Just like the kids are
you know, mentally disturbed. And she was taken away.